You are listening to Football and Fluff, where we talk a lot of football and a little bit of fluff. Word play of the day. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. It's time for the cover three question. This is Football and Fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Word play of the day brought to you by Fluff. Word play of the day, fight song. A fight song is a song associated with a team. Fight songs are a popular way for fans to cheer for their team and are also laden with history. In singing a fight song, fans feel part of a larger time-honored tradition. Hundreds of colleges have fight songs, some of which are over a century old. Fight song, wordplay of the day. Not about just winning and losing, it's about the total development of the student athlete. Preaching, I would definitely love to come by. It was cool, it was really cool talking to you, man. Football and Fluff family, welcome University of South Carolina legend and NFL great Jasper Brinkley. Welcome to the show. Special thanks to Jasper Brinkley for coming to hang out with the Football and Fluff family last episode. Thanks, bro. Uh, football and fluff family welcome to the show <laughs> daryl gibson better known as juice from the toledo matt cumber whitney vocational technical high school brother You're right baby how are you man i couldn't be better honestly i'm healthy and i'm glad to see you healthy we know that's not a given these days man indeed indeed you look great brother uh well, for the family to you partner <laughs> i appreciate you they won't be able to see the video but I can uh-huh. assure them that a healthy young man is in front of me. Healthy young man. Looking 50, ice cold, you 56, know. 56 years old, young man. <laughs> you look great, brother. Um, first of all, Juice, as we called you back in the day. Oh, still, man. I, honestly, bro, I, I, when, I, when somebody calls me Juice, that says they know me when. I'm good. I'm good, bro. I don't I don't shirk from my nickname. My nickname oh, right. is good, bro. And it cares. Brothers don't hate me at least. They say, hey Juice, you you were the boy back in there. You cool. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um I am honored, brother, and and to have you on the show to be able oh, to man. talk to you. I know we talked a few years back at one of the Mac Cumber reunions. Exactly. And bro. uh my wife always asks about you. Have you talked to uh, Daryl Gibson? Have you talked to him? I said, we were connecting on 
social media. Yeah, yeah I said yeah. so. For this to come to this point where we can have you on the show is awesome, man. I, man, I, I, I don't I, even know what else to say, bro. I, I told my the woman I did. She was with us at the time. You and I were in Mac coming from the union. She knows how how strong I am about my Mac man uh, connection. So I told her I was going on the show with one of my boys. She was like, "Oh, you're in your world now." I was like, "You know it." <laughs> We're gonna take the, we're gonna take the family, the football and football family, back to the eighties, which yeah, man. the era where some of the best football came out of the city league of Toledo, without a doubt. Something mm-hmm. was real special about the eighties. So, uh, Juice, if you could tell us what part of the city did you grow up in, and and how did you end up at Macumber? Yeah, I um, we moved to Toledo in nineteen seventy. We were part of that great migration from the from the deep south. So we landed in the um, in the Stewart School District initially. So in 70 through 73, I was at Stewart off of uh, uh, Avondale and Ewing, somewhere around there. I think that's where we were. And then in 73, my parents bought a house down or further down on Avondale, the 1600 block. So Avondale and North Detroit is where I grew up. Okay. So Indiana Park, North Detroit, Avondale, Belmont, all through there is where literally I learned to be who I am today, man. <laughs> and so I went to Lincoln and I, I, I and I honestly don't remember you from Lincoln, but you said you were at Lincoln. Yeah, I did. I went to Lincoln from K through five. Oh yeah. So we would recross paths there. Yeah. So I was at Lincoln and then over to Robinson. And then because uh, growing up in that neighborhood where I was at North Detroit and Indiana and Avondale, people either went to Scott or Libby. Right. So there was no pathway that, you know, that I would have seen to Macron until I got to middle school to, to Robinson. And Bill Young was at Robinson. You remember Bill Young and Brad Hathaway? Indeed. I didn't they know they were, were at Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. They were at Robinson teaching. So they were in there recruiting also, not just teaching, <laughs> but they were recruiting literally, bro. Uh-huh. So athletes were, were fertile ground for them. And I was a, a fairly decent student and a pretty good kid, I guess. And so Brad and 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 Bill Young really coached and coaxed me to look at Macomber. So that's how I ended up okay. at Macomber, feeling I had tilled some ground with those coaches. That when I show up as a little freshman, at least I know somebody. I'm like, give him a shot. Right, you know right. him from Robinson. Exactly. And so I played at Robinson and played on the Clarence Price and all that, man. So got my grounding, and they saw me out there, and that's where they were like, bro, you can, you can do some things at Macomber. You come over there. I was like, sign me up. One, one of the most uh, fascinating things that happened to me when I was a sophomore I remember mm-hmm. you came, they, they ran a sweep my way <laughs> and you came around and it was muddy outside. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to tackle this guy or he going to do something real sweet and make me look bad. <laughs> and, and fortunately you made your cut and slipped and yeah. saved a little sophomore like <laughs> A little sophomore, some, <laughs> some angst. Because <laughs> I didn't you? know what I was going to do. I wouldn't real, you know, at that point, I was still learning techniques and stuff like that. We had a little scrimmage going. So that's a fond memory of you, man. And and you came around the corner, and I literally did not know how I was going to tackle you. Because yeah. I've, I've seen some stuff you've done on the field. You made a lot of guys <laughs> miss. <laughs> man, that field was not kind to us. But if it was if it was dry, it was hard as a rock. And if right. we got wet, it became mud. So we, right. didn't, we didn't have any in between, bro. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so when you got to Macumber, um, that was when, 1979? My freshman year would have been 79. Okay. So it would have been the year, the year before we won our first uh, uh, shoe bowl was 80. So I came in in 79. So my sophomore year, I played on the varsity and special teams and, won, and was a part of that shoe bowl this season. Nice. So the nice. first time out the box with, with <laughs> big Mike Bake and um, 
you know, of course, Newsom and Dennis and just, you know, all those guys, man, were the year ahead of me. So I had to prove myself, as you know, on those scout teams to get through. You got to be a sophomore in June. You're going to play more than just scout team. You got but it. You have, to pray, you have to pay your price on scout team. And, and they took no mercy, bro. Exactly. Dennis and Zyder and all those took no mercy. <laughs> now, today we're boys. Man, they would kill us out there. <laughs> yes. So I earned my way. You know, again, yeah. you, know, you yeah. put in the work and you get there. But that's what it was about, man. So, and so, so hopefully, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So hopefully, you know, our thing was, you looked at Dennis and Zyder and Dave Johnson and all those guys, they were really chilling the ground for us coming behind them. And so you look back now and I see that and I knew my day would come, but I didn't realize I had to go through the gauntlet like that, <laughs> but it made you strong. It did. I can say, yeah. when, we got on the, when we got on the field in real time, we were ready. You were ready. about yeah. not being ready because you spent the gauntlet in practice with those crazy That's heads. A fact. That's a fact. And then we had a special thing there that a lot of guys, we had talent that came in that were stars in portions of the city that all came oh, together really? at yep. Matt Cumber. And for you to be able to be a part of that cream that came to the top mm -hmm. of that talent, yeah. you yeah. had to be able to play. You did. That's <laughs> and that's what I tell people. Yeah. And, and and you and I agree. At Matt Cumber at that time, it was about talent. Yes. It was it was no dreadful of talent there. You had to find your way to get in there, and That's then right. you had to perform. It was just and Johnson wasn't going to put just anybody on the field. I don't care That's how right. big you were, if you didn't perform and compete, Johnson was like, "I'll play an underclassman before I play you, son." <laughs> you got that right, <laughs> and he would say that. Yeah, he, I know, I know, I, that's why I said it like that. That's exactly how he said it. <laughs> exactly. So then, with you coming in, say eighty was mm -hmm. your sophomore year sophomore year shoe bowl then 81 went back to the shoe bowl yeah we went, we went we went back to back shoe bowls 80 and 81 mm -hmm. so dennis and dave johnson and those kind of guys were the bedrocks because the my junior year class those guys who were seniors let's see now those guys when i was a, when i was a sophomore the seniors of course left right so you had the you had the john ziders the mike bakers and all those kind of guys and so dennis and dave and all those guys were still there so that's why we, we were to go back in 81 and yeah. then of course we filled in behind them the next class and, and did our bit and so that's what it was each right. class just filled in behind the next class so, it was just what you did yeah and i'm only saying this for for memory's sake in 81 i was a freshman mm -hmm. and i got to dress mm -hmm. with the varsity yeah. in the city championship game so that's right baby but this <laughs> This ain't a problem. That, that made you feel good, didn't it? It made me feel good because we went back to back. So that means I played in two shoe bowls. Two shoe bowls, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I had my my winner's plaques and my runner-up plaque, bro. Right. I was proud of both of those, bro. Yeah, exactly. I carry that stuff today, yeah. man. That, for me, you know, and I, I, I'm glad we were able to have this conversation because I can only have this conversation with people who went through it because nobody exactly. has the emotions and 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 the real history unless you actually walk the walk. And so when I sit down with Steve McDade and, and Clifford Stallworth and Mike Barnes and Mike Moss and all those guys, yeah. we shoot the breeze just like we're doing here, man. Exactly. That's, that's what awesome. We did. That's awesome. That's what we did. So one of the other highlights that I want the football and fluff family to know is that mm -hmm. Scott was our rival. Yeah, bro. Um, I've gotten into arguments with folks throughout <laughs> the years about, well, Scott and Libby were rivals. I disagree. To Scott and Matt Cumber were rivals. It was always between if if we had a, a path to go through the city championship or even yeah, qualify yeah. for a state playoff, we had to go through Scott. Right. We had to go through Central. And so we yep. were all in the red. We saw them every year. They didn't, the see, they didn't see all that every year over in the blue until the championship came around. Oh. 
And so, and maybe yeah. they did have him on the schedule or whatever the case, but that was our rival. So mm-hmm. we're at the Scott game. They kick off to you. <laughs> the rock touches your hand. And the next thing I know, it was about 95 yards later, and you was in it. It was on, baby. And, and one of my boys, Reggie Knight, I don't know if you know who Reggie Reg, yes. um, DN. So Reg literally lived two doors down from me on Avenue. We grew up two doors apart, bro. Wow. So who's in the picture chasing me with yeah. Reg? Man, Saturday morning when the paper came, Hank, I was like, Reg, Reg. I don't want to see that. <laughs> it was, I, I will say this too, Juice, um, to see you guys, because you guys were paving the way for us, like mm-hmm, you said. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. We, we looked at you guys like, Man, we got to really come out here and prepare and be able to do what those guys did. Yeah, but man. some of you guys were so special, we couldn't emulate <laughs> everything you did. And so, Juice, you had that special quality that the people mm-hmm. coming behind you couldn't be a Juice, but they had to, you know, kind of be themselves and yeah, yeah, have yeah. their own identity. So, but your man. game was tremendous, brother. And we, we loved every <laughs> minute of it watching you. And, and trying to emulate that too. Man, man. That's so. cool stuff. And, that, and that's how we, you know, the class behind, I'm 83. So the class in front of me was 82 with Glenn Stubblefield, Adrian yeah. Woodson. Yeah. That's how we looked at those. That's how I, because we played the right. same position. I looked at Glenn and, and, and especially A Dub when he was on. Yeah. He was a beast. <laughs> he was a beast. I was like, I can't ever do what A Dub does. But when your time can't, you do what you do. You perform. Yes. You indeed. perform. And Glenn Stubblefield and I became really good friends. He lived on Belmont, one block over from me. So we we didn't really grow up together. But when we got to Macomber, we became really close and, and stayed close to okay. So Glenn was all city and all district and all that That's his right. senior year, man. Glenn's Glenn turned out. <laughs> he came because he was in Adrian's shadow because they were in the same class. So Adrian right. was the star running back the year ahead of us, and Adrian got hurt, and then Glenn just blossomed, man. Just yeah. went off off the keels. Yeah, I remember when he got hurt, and um, so it came down to the shoe bowl, and he dressed, and mm-hmm. I remember them putting icy hot on him, and he ran out the locker room because he was on fire, and he ran out in the cold and was screaming like, ah! Man, that's <laughs> stuff that. Icy Hot is no joke, man. I, <laughs> I hurt my ankle or knee or something wasn't through too much on there. Bro, that stuff will burn you up. <laughs> I learned the hard way, like A-Dub had to learn, I guess. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So then, um, at Macumber, did mm-hmm. you play uh, multiple sports, or was football the only thing you did? Yep, I only played football. And when I tried out for basketball, I think my freshman year, and I saw the writing on the wall. You had Arnold Floyd and all those guys out there. Yes. I was like, ah, I'll stick over here. I'll go to the weight room and get rid. I thought about wrestling, but I was like, man, mm-hmm. I just did the weight room in the off season, and I played football. Now in middle school back at Robinson, I did wrestle, and I played football. But I, okay, I, wrestling just was too tough for me. Now as a football player, to say ref, wrestling was tough, you, I must have thought wrestling was just over the top. I was like, no. Nah. Squeezing my head. I was good. (laughs) (laughs) And I know one of the things I was going to ask you was Mm -hmm. in the, in football, who were some of the guys that Mm -hmm. influenced you or had an impact on you? Um, And then you've already touched on some of the names, but for the football and fluff family, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, well, I can go way back. You want to talk in our, Oh man. So you're talking about those, those guys that came before us in the city league, like, um, all those guys over at Scott back in the day in the 70s, uh, what's his name, uh, running back, uh, is it Cordell or Cardell or something like that, or Wardell or something. Anyway, so he was he had, 
he had an image like Adrian Woodson coming out of middle school at Robinson, and then he went to Scott. And so we as little kids just thought he, what, he lived, he lived, literally, he lived across from um, Smith Park. I think somewhere I right over there. Yeah. Anyway, I can't, he was one of the big names. So as kids, I, I may have mentioned in text, as kids, my brother and I were just sports fanatics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From middle school to anybody playing any sports, we were on it. Mm-hmm. And so we idolized all those guys over at Scott, the football. My cousin was um, five or six years older than we were. So we thought he walked on water. <laughs> he was a starter at Scott on the football team, a captain. We had our chest out like this, like we <laughs> playing. But it was because he was a good guy and he, he took us on his arm and allowed us to tag along behind him. So we just, we were in the neighborhood talking more smack. You know, Scott never won anything. But the simple fact that he was on this—that's the honest truth. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but the simple fact that he was on the squad and we could go into the stands and shout his name and say, "That's our cousin." We were good. So That—that's—that's that's the kind of fanatics we were. And so when we got to play sports, it just went over the top because we were living our dream. Exactly. Like we were in high school playing varsity sports, and we're starting. Oh, this is getting <laughs> better than this. And then when those—and and you made the great point that people came in from all over the city. Yes. Naturally, we'd heard of um, I a kid, a guy, um, um, Lindsey. Man, Lindsey was a beast coming out of out of Fulton, and so I played against him at Robinson in football. And when I got to play with Lindsey at, at Macomb, I was like, "Whoa, I'm so glad you're on my squad." <laughs> yes, indeed. Because he was a big kid at an early age and was exactly. still very athletic. Exactly. So I idolized guys like that who had all the physique and the body to do everything. So as I told you, when I walk, I had to find my way in because mm-hmm. you know Lindsey walks on the scene just by his physique. He's gonna get exactly. his role, and I had to walk in at five seven, five six hundred and twenty pounds and find my way. And thankfully, exactly. I was able to find my way. And so Lindsey and I, you know, we, you were team, so we played together in the backfield. Exactly. But those are guys, Adrian, Lindsey, those guys over at Scott, uh, basketball players who went to the th- tournaments back in the day, all mm-hmm. those guys, the Newburns, all those guys, mm-hmm. the people you idolize coming up, man. So it, it I is, just love them. It was yeah. my turn. It's interesting you say that because a lot of us guys, people, um, I, I often ask some of the, I, I think I asked one of the Scott folks, I think his name was Sean Carnes. Mm-hmm. Well, I know mm-hmm. I know it was Carnes, mm-hmm. who I asked. Okay. I, said, I said, I wonder if you, the guys over at Scott knew the effect that they had on us kids in the neighborhood. We thought they were gods. Yep, literally, bro. You couldn't Truman tell us this. Clater, all that. Marcus Newburn, you know, yep. we, we talk you about Kiki Hughes, Derek yep, Martin. Yep. <laughs> all of that. You know, and I can name them. And then I can go Ike Reynolds on the football field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they had Which a number of guys. Now, if know. I called my brother right now, he could tell us the name of that Scott running back. He has a memory like that. Man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell you another guy I thought was a pretty good athlete. LeVette Perryman played Perryman. running back. Yes. He was nice, man. He, was he would nice. run you over. Yes. Agreed. Anyway, I'm sure I cut it on you. No, no, no. That was great. That was great. That 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 leads into what we're talking about here, which is mm-hmm. the City League series that we came up with for our podcast. And we mm-hmm. wanted to talk to guys from the era, mm-hmm. you know, from the 80s, from the 70s mm-hmm. and 80s. So this, yeah. that fits perfectly. It so does. then after Macumber, tell us what happens after you graduate, you go on to college. Yep. Obviously, I know a few things that happen, but go right, ahead. Baby. All you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was go cool, ahead. though. In my senior year coming out of Macumber, certainly I was yes. going to go to school. And um, our principal at, at, at um, from uh, Lincoln okay. was Arthur Roach. And Arthur Roach was an alpha. 
Yeah, yeah, so Arthur Roach invited me to an Alpha Awards program for athletes, for scholar athletes. That was my first introduction to Alpha was through Mr. Roach. Wow. It was. And so it was an interesting. Again, I didn't know anything about France, honestly. I mm -hmm. honestly admit that. But to see this man who had been my principal stand up and say, my fraternity does this and we want to recognize you and do all that. I was like, okay. So when I got to campus, yeah. I saw these brothers black and gold. I was like, that's Mr. Roach's fraternity. <laughs> And then I got to know some of the bros, of course, but that was my connection. And so I, I, I looked at smaller schools like Defiance and Finley, and I landed at Ohio Wesleyan down in Delaware. Ohio Wesleyan, okay. So I played a season there. It just wasn't fun, just like you and I were able to sit here and kick back and chat yes. and chop it up. I, I didn't get any of that oh. at Ohio Wesleyan on the football team. So it was work. And if you at Macomber, the work was work, but you were with your boys. Right. So it right. didn't feel like work. You went through it, got out of it, and it was good. But there... It was drudgery on top of the books, on top of all new environment, losing and just no fun. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And I looked, I never looked back. Now, I love my experience, but yes, I'm good. I, I, I felt I achieved what I wanted to achieve in high school. And I got to college because I was recruited to play in Division mm -hmm. Three. And I was like, I, I, I've achieved some yeah. stuff. And so yeah, you, did. you did. I was strictly an athlete. And then I looked at Alpha in my junior year. So I didn't pledge until my junior year. Okay. So I pledged in 86, and then I graduated in 87. And I lived in Columbus uh, up until 16. Okay. And I moved here to D.C. So I've always worked in my career. I've worked, other than three years early on, I worked in higher ed, in fundraising. Okay. So I've always led um, fundraising operations for universities in particular schools and college and engineering law schools. So I work directly with alums and organizations, corporations, foundations who support uh, colleges and universities. Okay. So I work with high net worth individuals and I work with high end giving. Nice. Nice. I was going to ask you that as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Where did your degree take you as far as career? And you yep. touched on that. And I also was going to ask you, where did you end up going to school, which is Ohio Wesleyan? Mm -hmm. Wesleyan mm -hmm. and you touched on that as well. So I yep. want to go yep. back though. I want to go back and ask you something. So when you played in the city league, mm -hmm. what were some of the accomplishments and awards you received? Yeah, my I, I, my personal accomplishment was when I walked into Mac, I wanted to play varsity. I wanted to make the travel squad as my in my sophomore year, and I did those. Bruh, when I made the travel squad my sophomore year, I got to get on the bus with Dennis Houston and Dave Johnson and Don Zeit. I was like, I'm good. And I was on a special team, so my my sophomore year, I played kickoff, kickoff return, and I was holder on the um on the extra point. Got so I earned I earned my varsity letter. And I played in the first shoe bowl. I almost got a fumble in the, in the, in the first shoe bowl in 80. I was uh -huh. on the ground. Somebody wrestled away from me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so then, those are, again, honestly, those were because in our, and I'll, I'll share this in our neighborhood. I don't know about your neighborhood, but growing up because we, everything we did was around sports. So I said, I had, I had good peer pressure in, in, in the neighborhood because you had to compete in your neighborhood. That's so right. when I got to Robinson and Madcom, I knew how to, played a team environment. I knew how to self-coach. I knew how to get in the stands. We did all that stuff in the neighborhood. So when I showed up, I was ready to, I was ready to be coached because I knew how to be coached. Exactly. Exactly. I wasn't some newbie head off. We didn't know how to put on pads. I knew all that stuff because we That's had done right. it in the neighborhood. Absolutely. You're absolutely And so right. then, of course, your boys follow you because they played with you in the neighborhood, as you know. And so when you got the Matt come, you got the Robinson and Matt, you gonna start there. You, and you had to come back and say, I made the travel squad. That's right. Because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they were watching. Yeah. 
<laughs> bro, your stuff, you had you had to be tight when you went back on the block. You had to have right. your helmet. Right. You get your helmet. I got my helmet. I got my helmet. <laughs> I got the M on it. I got my varsity jacket and my varsity All letter. of that, bro. And so, and I had I had two younger brothers. One brother was just a year and a half younger than I was. Another was about five or six. So the one who was much younger had all his young boys asking about his older brother with his older brother. So my brother, my younger brother always took my stuff outside. See, this is what my brother doing. My brother got his helmet now. He got it. All right, man, bring my stuff back in the crib. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Over, yeah, and I tell that that was the good peer pressure because it taught you how to compete. Exactly. Was, I wasn't scared. Of, I wasn't scared of competing because I had to compete on the block in basketball, right. football, baseball, whatever it was. Even if, and, and when teams were chosen, you wanted to be one of the first ones chosen on whatever team. So you stood up there next to your boys and he, everybody picking someone. You better be one of the first two chosen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm telling you right, partner. <laughs> you know, you bring up an interesting point because even, even if you were – one chosen, you wanted to be one of the first two chosen. Yeah, man. Because the first two were one. typically the guys that nobody yeah. could be like, hey, I want him. And those yeah. are those are the guys who could play. <laughs> yeah. and I, I read it, but that's what prepared you for high school athletics yes. and competition because you had been through on your block. That's right. You knew what to expect. You knew that's how right. to compete. You knew what losing meant. So you weren't just dejected and couldn't roll when you lost. I mean, That's right. we lost, of course, that matter, but you know the next week was another opportunity. Yeah. And to yeah. get out there and keep rolling. Yeah. To get dejected and lose all faith and drop the team and roll out. No, none of that, but show up Monday and put your gear back on and keep rolling. <laughs> I feel I feel honored to know that we have some more things in common, like you were a winner and a runner up in the in the shoe bowl. And yeah, so man. was I. I was a runner up in the winter in the shoe bowl. So no, that's you, awesome. know, you, you know about that dejection and you're standing in that little <laughs> silver platter in the gold. <laughs> right, right. We also have another thing in common that as long as we were Mac man, Toledo Scott never beat us. Nope. Nope. On the football I tell field. those brothers we today. Not happening. Not ever. <laughs> we had a full varsity run on you boys. <laughs> See, I hold it on the big Gary. Edward, you know, I don't know if you're a big yes, Gary. Yes, I know Gary. Man, yes. we all grew up. I hang, I hang it over that brother's head today. You know, y'all yes. never beat us in varsity football. Never. Exactly. Oh, Jesus, why well, you going to go there? I was like, because you never beat us. <laughs> exactly. Y'all got them like 13 nothing. We got them like, yep. I think it was like eight. 1916 or you know, something like that by senior My year. junior year, we played Scott at um, Bowser. Yes. And that was the year Adrian hurt his ankle that, that game. That's how I, I think remember he, that. Uh, we beat Scott 30 zip that game. I remember that. 30 zip. Yep. Nothing. I was that. like, man, we whitewashed Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say um, this, uh, God rest his soul, John Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did an incredible thing with uh young men from the city from Leave. the inner city um, and I, I have to give him credit for that yeah he taught us a level of discipline bro, that was you not go. matched johnson johnson i remember one of his greatest terms was son win with win with win with the class that's Johnny right said, win with class yep. son i tell you what <laughs> <laughs> He was about. Yeah, I, I, I had the chance. I went back to Toledo. I was working once up there, and I called Johnson ahead of time. And uh, Johnson and um, and Henry Newsom and I had lunch. Man, that nice. was it. That Hank. That was the. Uh, that was the. What did I say? The topping on the cake to go yeah. back and treat Johnson and Hank to to lunch. 
I was like, man, I'm sitting here with my boy. Well, you know, Hank, my boy, but Johnson, yeah. our coach. I'm like, this is so out in Maumee. Hanging wow. out in Maumee, bro. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and that was 09, 2010, something like that. So some of you are a few okay. years before he passed, but I can still say I saw him. He saw me as an adult, as an adult man carrying my own water. Yeah. And I gave him kudos over that. I was like, listen, coach, you had a major impact on who I became. Major. You taught how to win. He literally taught us how to win with class. We could have been out there showboating. Johnson wasn't having that. No. Or you knew what was coming on Monday. <laughs> you running. Yep. And, and you're going to sit on the sideline for a little bit, too. <laughs> no, man. So you have to win with class. And so I, I and when he passed away, somebody posted something. So I said that I said, thanks, coach, for teaching us how to win with class. And, that's, yeah. and you go through life with that. You don't you can take success and not allow success to be the guiding, to be the epitome of what you do. Yes. And, and flaunt it and, and floss with it. And that's what I and I, I've taken those simple lessons. And, and, and I taught my son and I I've taught my daughter through that as well. Accept failure just as easily. I mean, accept winning as easy as you can accept failing because it, yes. it's inevitable. We're not going to always win, but know how to win and want to win. But understand, you're going to have some losses somewhere along the line. What Absolutely. Do you do with those losses? Absolutely. Yeah, well, brother, you make me real proud. <laughs> brother, you make me proud <laughs> that you are a Mac man. That pleasure and opportunity of coming as a Mac man behind you and yeah, learning well, you, from bro. you and learning from the other guys. Man, always and a Mac It was man, a baby. great and total impact on me <laughs> and, and made me who I was as I traveled through the city as well. I know, so, but that that that's awesome, man. So tell us, tell us about <clears throat> Daryl Juice Gibson, life after Mac Humber, life after football, being a representative from the city of Toledo. So what's life like now for Daryl? You know, I always rep where I'm from, bro. People ask me where I'm from. I was born in Mississippi, but when people ask me where I'm from, I say Ohio. I say Toledo. What part of Mississippi? That, uh, I was born in Greenwood in the Delta. So mm -hmm. uh, Greenwood, Greenville, all through there are those, those uh, what they call the Delta region. <clears throat> Interesting. All of yeah, my relatives are from the Delta. I yeah, found yeah, them man. through ancestry. Listen, on my see, father's yeah, side, yeah. we're from Indianola, Mississippi. Yep, all of that's right there. <laughs> Indianola might be 15 miles from where I was born. Exactly. In LaFleur County, that's the county down through there. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's I got LaFleur County. Well, cool. Yep, all that. Okay, okay, I, go ahead. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as I finished up at, as I think I mentioned to you, as I finished up at Macomber and then went through school at Ohio Western, I spent the better part of my adult life in Columbus. Okay. So I married there and subsequently divorced a few years ago, <clears throat> but my daughter and son are still there. My daughter will finish at Ohio State in, in December. Nice. And my son enrolled at Ohio Wesley, but hasn't completed his. So we'll see if the brother can get okay. back there and get his. But I had, a, um, my, again, as I mentioned my career earlier, but my career has taken me all over the country, man. And I have literally, and this is no, this is again, I'm not, this is not a braggadocious thing, but I've been to some of the poshest places in this country, bro. Mm -hmm. Because when I deal with these CEOs and C and, and C-suite people, man, they invite you to their clubs and to their Absolutely. homes and all that stuff. And I have literally sat in a billion dollar CEO's home, bro. No exaggeration. <laughs> and you, and no, I shouldn't say home, his estate. Okay. <laughs> he ain't got no house. He got all of that. <laughs> Look at but that. It, but it, 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 it taught me what wealth is and what being rich is. Wealth is a different thing than being rich. Wealth Absolutely. is a magnitude much more than what you can call rich. 
And so I'm, I'm shooting to be wealthy as, as I go through life. Rich is here. Wealthy means you're here. Exactly. But I've just, and I've met a great, um, some wonderful people. I've been able to lead some teams and I've been able to stay connected to Toledo because I still have family there, even though I've come here to DC now. And so certainly when I was in Columbus, it's a much easier um, uh, uh, to get back to Toledo. Yes. But my parents retired out of Toledo and went to the Memphis area. So now okay. I'm get back to the Memphis area as well. So here in the DC area, I'm involved, of course, in the frat, but I do some volunteer work with my church. I've always been involved with church and church activities. So I continue to do that. Um, I, most organizations where I get involved because I'm in fundraising, they want me to do or create yes. fundraising plans for them and lead this. So I do a lot of that stuff. So I've done golf events and all that stuff as a part of charity um, events. So that's, you know, that's me in the pro. I'm very, I meant, People tell me, and I, and I hope it's true, that what I lived and looked like when I was a teenager, I still try to do that, man. I'm low-key. Okay. I'm about my business. I, I, I'm endeared to my friends and family. I don't need fluff and lights and glamour, man. I am who I am, bro. I stay right to my core. And that's comfortable for me, bro. Exactly. Exactly. So when, so when a bro says, hey, Juice, that means, what's up, partner? <laughs> that's just what it is, man. I, I relish that stuff, man. That's all right, brother. Well, I love it. Juice, the football and fluff family would like to thank you for coming by, <laughs> sharing a little bit about Daryl Gibson. Mm -hmm. I even learned some things that I didn't know. But yeah, if you are invited to this show, that means that it's somewhere along the line, you have had an impact on Wow, bro. <laughs> and that's why I want to bring you here to share that with the family. <laughs> and we really appreciate yeah. you coming by, brother. It's so kind of you to extend the offer. When I, when I, when I replied back, I was hyped. I meant that I was hyped because I knew we'd have these conversations, bro. And I love having these conversations. Exactly, exactly. Football and Fluff family, Toledo City League great, Daryl Juice Gibson. Thank you for coming <laughs> by, brother. Bro, I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. All right, partner. That wraps up this episode of Football and Fluff. Follow us on Instagram at Football and Fluff. Send us an email at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss.